Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Deep Dive's podcast with William Meyer and Sophie Jubilier. And today we are talking about the importance of diversity. Um, so this is a very, very obviously, Lydia said it's a very important topic to us. And in general, we have a lot of experiences we want to like share with you guys about it, about our personal experiences, but um, you know, also in school and why it's important. So yeah, we're just gonna start off with our experiences so this is kind of an interesting topic i feel like we haven't really done much around this sort of stuff yet mm-hmm. um but personally i'm half korean half caucasian which is quite an interesting um trying to be like, trying to be like mixed which i think is kind of cool being able to explore different um backgrounds just kind of naturally because of that um but at the same time at render you know it's kind of mm, i would say it's okay diverse wise but they obviously could do better So being able to explore different backgrounds just in your own home is, I think, is really, really nice. So I'm technically, my mom's from South Africa. I'm half South African, but I'm also, like, American. I've kind of just grown up here. Um, But I'm also Jewish, so I have that culture to me, 100% Jewish. Um, So I was really grateful and fortunate to go to South Africa this summer and knowing that I was half South African has always been like in the back of my mind and knowing that my mom sort of came here and like her story I've always known but I never really got to like experience or like understand really where she came from until I really went there and I think that made a big impact on me because really seeing what happened and also I had the privilege of learning about the history of the country and obviously the history of the apartheid which was definitely influential on her decision to um move to the u.s and learning about the culture there and also the political environment there was really interesting for someone who sort of wants to explore that and wants to do like things like global health and understanding like their sort of systems versus our systems i think it just opened my perspective to a new sort of like culture because i've only really been in america and learn about like we had the privilege of seeing my mom's old house which i think was really really insightful and meeting a lot of people there even family i got to meet there it was just almost like eye-opening just learning about like this whole other part of me that i didn't really know and a whole part of my mom that i didn't really understand until now yeah i feel like it's always so eye-opening just to explore cultures in general but i feel like there's a special connection to exploring your own identity that's makes mm-hmm. it so so meaningful i mean of course i would love to go to korea i haven't yet done that <laughs> and obviously there'd be a huge language barrier going there um but i feel like it'd just be something i'd really really love to do i know my on my mom's side there's some family that lives there that i'd like to like reconnect with and i think just you know being able to see where you know everything kind of started in a way it'd be see like get a different perspective not only of you know your family but also as a country as a whole because mm-hmm. i know korea has such such a rich history it goes back like centuries and centuries um and so being able to actually go there and physically see it is i feel like just so much more than you can even just see online um so i think that's something that i really really want to do i think I, I always like whenever i'm asked where i want to go travel one day i always say paris mm-hmm. and korea because mm-hmm. like it's paris but like yeah korea would be super cool and just being able to like see all the different culture and kind of be able Mm -hmm. to like experience other people's lives would be just be super duper interesting Mm -hmm. um although i will say there's a part of me that's kind of like what would happen like i'm obviously very american like that's Mm -hmm. like honestly yeah i'm not very like if you don't if you come across me i'm just not like screaming korean person but like i and at least internally i feel very korean because obviously i live with um a lot of like korean 
with my mom, obviously, and we have Korean food. I had, like, Korean food literally for dinner, like, a couple hours ago. So, for me, it's a very personal, like, connection I have with that. But um, I think there's kind of this, like, midpoint where, like, of course, I'm Korean and I experience a lot of Korean things. But also, I'm very American. Mm-hmm. And being able to kind of be in the middle of that can be kind of scary sometimes. Not, like, I don't want to say scary, but, like, kind of like, oh, where do I stand? But at the same time, I feel like you have to learn to appreciate everything that you have. Um, obviously, if I was thrown in Korea, I would not do very well. So, mm-hmm. of course, in that aspect, I really appreciate being at Rander because it's my home, like my <laughs> physical home. Yeah. Um, but, of course, it's like I feel like Korea would be like a second home to me. Yeah. I'm also like another part of my identity that I like strongly relate with. And I think there's like a lot of factors that make up like my identity, which we'll like talk about later about all the factors that can make up your identity, which is what makes us all unique. I am Jewish, and though I'm not the most religious, I think I still have a strong identity and, like, connection to that, and I think I would definitely want to continue that in college and join, like, Hillel, Mm -hmm. and I think that's still important to be immersed in the culture, and I think when the time is right, I would definitely like to visit Israel, Mm -hmm. um, because that would be awesome. like, a birthright sort of thing? There is a birthright thing where you can visit Israel for free um, if you're, I think it's, like, age 18 and, like, to something i forget the exact age but it's like they will pay for you to visit israel um so that would be a really important thing for me to do that i'm hoping to do in college um and i think i want to do and i really would like to see and learn more about it because i think i've sort of taken it for granted um sort of exploring that part of my culture Mm -hmm. and it's really important to me and being jewish is a big part of me and i try to emphasize that more now but I think I'd really like a visit to Israel would be. You know, you know I'm pretty sure I have the birthright too. Because my dad's part Jewish. Yeah. That's like crazy to me. But I think that's also something that's really cool about being part of many different backgrounds. Um, and I think there's just something to say about how, you know, there's so much more than what's on the outside of someone. Mm-hmm. This being almost like, almost like spiritually connected to a culture is so mm-hmm. meaningful. And I feel like, obviously I explore my Korean side a lot and my house. And... Okay, obviously, also, I can explore my Caucasian side of me very easily in Radnor. Like, it's not really that hard. So I feel like it's kind of nice to be able to explore everything, but also trying to be able to, like, blend it all together. I think it's super neat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that go into our identity that we don't even realize. Like, a lot of it, like, I, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, political identity, which mm-hmm. is, like, a big part of who we are. And, like, who what we think about in America comes from our political ideologies, which is a really important part of, like, who I am and what I stand for and my morals. Um, and that might be important for a lot of other people too. So we have that sort of to add to our almost like palette. And yeah. there's a lot of mixing that just goes in there of crossing cultures. Like I'm South African, I'm American, I'm Jewish, and I'm South African. And then there's like different sort of crossing paths of like people you can find with those interests and also like finding those different connections among different cultures yeah and i feel like being able to have so many backgrounds kind of really allows you to define on your own terms what it means to you know be american what it means to be a korean it's really up to you in some ways mm-hmm. um you know you can't just like fit yourself in a mold um i don't think i'm i obviously can't say i'm a korean person like completely but I get to be my own person, being able to draw from my different experiences and different things I like about different cultures that I actually really love. I really enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also what's really nice is we have a definitely diverse friend group, mm-hmm. I would say, <laughs> for for our like area. Um, for our area. 
we definitely have friends from many different backgrounds which is so interesting and i think a lot of people don't have that and that's what makes it so much fun because i also hear so many different things and i mean i don't mind having friends who are very similar to me and finding people with those same interests but i think also having like not just a copy and paste friend group of the same person is so interesting because i remember actually um back in middle school um way back my it was actually really interesting it was like the opposite of what i was like whatever um i had this friend and we're all on good terms now and she was only we're all on good terms now and she's gone over it but something in middle school was just not okay it's middle school she was only friends with asians because she was Mm -hmm. asian yeah Uh, and she wouldn't talk to anyone else like it like i don't know why um we weren't like i wasn't a bad person um and we were friends but then just all of a sudden she sort of stopped and i was like all right there's nothing I can change about like the way I look or who I am because that's up to my parents. But um, I can't change that about me. And my personality is not going to be different if I'm, let's say, like, or my personality, if if I'm Asian, like if I were Asian, would that make a difference that much that like you would be friends with me, like instead of my personality, which mm-hmm. sort of was like the opposite of what you normally see of like. It was very interesting dynamic and I was yeah, so I and I understand wanting to connect with your culture and being friends with people who might have similar interests to you. But at the same it was time, like another level, though, I think it's another level to be just like to excluding people who just can't like you can't be that way. Um, so that just put it into perspective for me, because I know that's what a lot of people might be going through, especially in this area. And I know me personally i haven't experienced that as much although definitely some obviously we've seen through this but understanding that perspective also being like you're not welcome because you are not like this was Mm. sort of set the tone for me of like high school how i would act you know actually apparently that's a thing in college a lot with asian friend groups is that if you're not like the right like i remember being somewhere it's like if you're not like don't like the certain people or certain like certain artists or certain things then you're not like considered asian enough but it's actually mm. the thing I've heard. Well, obviously, I've, I've heard a lot because it's uh, relevant to me personally. But I've heard a lot about in college how there's like these kind of like clicky sort of things with like Asian friend groups. And I was like, okay. I think you kind of have to um, embrace who you are. And actually, even when I went to, I went to this multicultural thing at Yale. And we had to go to see all these different um, like, like, what do you like, multicultural houses? Like, yeah, the like, like different um, living and learning cultures. Cultures too. Or like the housing. It's like living and learning communities. Yeah, it was like, you know, they have like the Asian house or like Latinx house. You like want to hang out. It's sort of like a safe space. But I remember going there and even like going into there. Um, I feel like for one thing, I feel like it's kind of weird to have just an Asian house. Because Asian is such like a diverse like mm-hmm population yes. it's like so many different cultures you can't just push them into one mm-hmm. and i when i walked in it was like 90 percent chinese and i was like there's like so many other like kinds of asians that i feel like it just doesn't make sense just show yeah. them in one house but um i know i got in there and it was like kind of nice i got to see like some things that like are like asian that i'm like kind of used to that's kind of nice but at the same time it was like a lot of clashing cultures which i actually thought was kind of cool like and experiencing it but it didn't feel like like a home i guess mm-hmm. like and when you're in a home you know you feel everything feels familiar and like you like everyone knows like different things like about your background like they know like what it means to be like korean whatnot but like also having just you know a bunch of different cultures that are just 
minutely similar and one house was kind of off to me um so i think that's just something in general that people could like improve on but um i don't know that was just an experience i had that kind of felt off and i was almost like an additional layer that was just being like me personally not being fully korean made it even more off because it's like not only are you like like part asian but it's Mm. also not it was like not only was like mostly chinese rather than korean it's like even the korean part i'm not fully connected to mm-hmm. because like all like the asian people there like can like speak chinese speak korean obviously i don't speak korean i wish i could i tried learning once but i did not go very well mm-hmm. um but it's just there's this weird like thing and i don't know if it's specific the asian house that because i didn't go to the other houses i was like i'm gonna stick out like a sore thumb if I go to other houses but like mm-hmm. if i i was like even in like the just the asian one at least the one from what i saw they had like it felt just kind of almost exclusive in a way mm-hmm. but i feel like it doesn't make sense for a cultural house like i feel like its purpose is to be open-minded and open-armed whatever mm-hmm. but i don't know i think that could also just be the school specifically yeah i think that can sort of lead us into like what our school things are mm-hmm. what i think i'm really grateful is that radner we do i don't think we're like the best per se i think but also i think when you find yourself in a suburb that is pretty nice and, yeah. and you're not in like a let's say like if you were to go to like a city a major city it definitely has more of that um sort of like diversity because cities are genuinely more diverse because mm-hmm. of who they attract however i think for radnor we do a better job than other schools in our area um we do have many diverse clubs like we have the multicultural club which hosts a multicultural potluck which we're very excited for love that um there's i know i'm part of the jewish student alliance i know there's a muslim student alliance there's latin x there's young life which is like a christian association there's like the radner democrats the radner republicans and there's definitely like a ton of like clubs that cater to your background um i think there's a radner asian club now too yeah um Asian Culture Club. Asian Culture Club. Um, but they definitely have a lot of clubs that, like, because Renner is so big on clubs. Do we have, um, uh, like, 100 yeah, clubs? It's crazy. They definitely, it's like college almost where you're able to find the people you, like, if, you, if culture is, like. literally everything. Yeah, if you want to, like, connect with your culture, your background, you'll definitely find that, like, at Renner. Those opportunities are there. We can always, I think, be improving on it. Like, we mm. have work to do. But I think that's been coming into the narrative more with, like, the diversity, equity, and inclusion yeah. sort of talks. Radner's definitely brought that up at school board meetings. And I think in the faculty, it's definitely been something that's been, like, thought about. So I think having that start is going somewhere. Yeah, I think it's a, it's definitely such a big topic of discussion, especially since, like, 2020 with the Black Lives Matter movement. That was such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's such a big topic just in general. Um, although I will say we have so many clubs for these different backgrounds. Um, I will say for one thing, as meaningful as I feel like it is, I feel like it's just because we have so many clubs, there's bound to be a club for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, obviously, I think these clubs are so awesome, I, especially the Multicultural Club. Mm-hmm. They have this potluck every year, and it's my favorite single. It's literally my <laughs> favorite too. event Radner has every single year. It's honestly up there with LM Week, which is like the giant spirit week at Radner. It's a huge that potluck is literally like one hour long, but it is the highlight of my year. It's amazing it food. so good. People just bring oh, food from all God. over the world, and it is just amazing. So if you have a potluck, if you're like in school and you have a potluck look at your school, I highly recommend you go to those. Or so if you don't good. have one, then like make one because those are amazing. And I know like at Radner, um, in terms of these clubs and these involvements, I feel like it's something that Radner kind of lacks, which I feel like it's hard to fix, but is that 
with these multicultural things, it's always the same people. Um, but I feel like it's something like that. I really feel like we could do more about just getting the whole school involved in these things. Mm-hmm. I know as, the only thing I can really think of that we do with this is like maybe like the announcements. I know like before we get to homeroom, they play like some music over the speaker sometimes and they'd be like, it's national, like, uh, Hispanic heritage month or like something like that. Um, that's the only really school wide thing or they may have like a speaker come in during mm-hmm. homeroom speakers. Yeah. That they could definitely, I remember we used to do a lot in our elementary school, actually. Mm. We did have diverse speakers. I remember that very thoroughly. And they try to do that. I remember, like, a lot of the, like, fun, freshman fundamentals. Or they try mm. to have, like, like at those, like, orientations. They try to have, like, different speakers about, like, diversity come in, I remember. Mm. But I remember just in elementary school being exposed to so many different speakers mm-hmm. i remember there being so many assemblies about like different cultures and that was oh, something yeah. that I remember was really not international big. week yeah international yeah, every, week in elementary once a week school. in elementary school you'd like celebrate that like every year really... there'd be one week where you celebrate a specific culture and that was yeah. super fun that was really fun and, and in middle school we did it too i think in high school it's sort of less and i think we could definitely up it in the high school but i think it's so important that we introduce it at the elementary school level because i remember yeah. going to music class and we learned about the music and there would be parent volunteers i remember south africa was one and they went in and like my mom i don't think she did it but her friends did it maybe she did but uh i don't think so and they went in to the elementary schools and they would bring in the food and they would have a speaker talk about it and they would do music and they would show like i remember in the middle school they had like you would move around to the oh, different stations, stations. Yeah. with like the different like sort of international week country highlights and that was so much fun it was super everyone fun. was super engaged in it as well and it was something that was like really sort of i liked and i think having it in the high school would be fun I think it's so hard. I like it. I feel like it'd be so fun in high school. I think it's just hard to like schedule things with the whole school. It's logistically hard because yeah, because no high school teachers like getting like losing class time. Like all high school teachers. Yeah, I think that's why. But I think having it at the elementary school level is really important. I feel like middle school and elementary school are really because you're still like and having that like sort of open mindedness, like gaining that perspective is like important because you're learning about cultures at such a young age where your brain is like in the process of developing is very important yeah and i feel like if the high school could have it it'd be great it's just so hard yeah i think it's most of it lands on the clubs mm-hmm. to do it which i mean they all they do a phenomenal job with it so yes. they're doing great with it um but if they had a school-wide thing i would totally do that like 100 uh-huh. percent. um but generally speaking i feel like in the high school we don't really talk much about those like different cultures and stuff unless like it's like the world language department i feel like the world language department is just i mean as their name kind of goes they're very open like worldly minded i guess yeah well they most of them are most of them are like don't are not from the u.s most of them dude our a french teacher can speak like german I don't italian, know, italian our other french Spanish. teachers what was like our other french teacher read last year's speech like she was from she, belgium she speeches speaks like farsi farsi yeah farsi she speaks farsi She's Persian, but she was from Belgium. I'm she's, not sure. Like I think our, our French teacher this year was from Germany. Yeah, I think so. And I know a few of the Spanish teachers are not from here. Yeah, um, I feel like that, maybe that's just why. I think it's just so... a world language. Like, And then the German teachers from, I think also, I'm not quite sure where she's from. but Maybe that's just Europe. why they're so like worldly. World, because worldly they're not. Minded. Yeah. We also have a few friends, which I think is really interesting, who are not from like or who do, did not live in America before, like our friend 
Parnia just moved from Pakistan in like high school and then our other friend like Claudia has been like all over the world yeah um so having that perspective and like having those friends in our friend group is also like really interesting because we have so many diverse backgrounds and like we have a bunch of other friends who are very diverse too (laughs) Um, yeah I think it's just really cool to be able to talk with people from all many different walks of life every day mm -hmm. it's just such an engaging experience to have Mm -hmm. although I will say so it's kind of like kind of shifting a little bit I was talking with some like people during before the call room one day and we were like talking about the diversity of Radnor and we were like trying to figure out how many like African-American people we've ever had class with in high school and it was Honestly, oh, I would say shockingly low, but at the same time, we kind of knew. Like, for me, I think I've had class with probably, like, only, like, two or three African-American people in my whole entire four years at Radnor High School. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's just, like, like conceptualize that. Like, you have, like, seven classes every single year or, like, around yeah. that. For four years, you really see, like, have class with two or three. Like, that's such a low number. And I, knowing, like, those two, three people, they're all in, like, elected classes. It's going to take time. Things like this, like are much beyond us like ourselves they're much deeper in our like history and our country than we realize and i think we see that radner also i think though has some interesting programs that they do one program that i'm a part of um that i help out with is the radner abc house which is radner a better chance house which basically brings in students from all over the country um and selective select scholars basically um, for kids who might not have the best educational opportunities where they currently live and brings them to Radnor to live in a house and basically go to Radnor, live in the area for the entire year. They get to go home on breaks and also be immersed with like a family. So we're a host family and they get to be immersed with like a Radnor family and meet new people. But I think it's also a really great experience for like people who might not be given, who might have just been like, they're not lucky enough to have the public school that we have at Radnor, which is so amazing. We have a really, really strong public school system here. But, like, if you go into the city, it's definitely not as strong. I know another thing we do is we also, like, do a tutoring program, apparently, with kids in the city, which is really interesting. Um, I didn't know that. My sister just told me that, where they tutor kids um, in high schools in Philly. Oh, I think but I, cool. I think I heard of that, but I think it was more like yeah. a like, – like, some like Spanish. Thing. Yeah, I know they do that for Spanish, like teaching um, English, but I think they also do it for like other subjects. Because I know my sister wanted to get involved with that, but for like cool. Radnor ABC House, I think it's such a great program, and I don't know if other school districts have it, but it's like sort of putting forward a step to try and bring in different cultures, but also give people the opportunities like that they might not have because. Mm-hmm opportunity and access are so important when it comes to these things and we're very fortunate to live where we do and have such a strong education system here like we would compare radnor to a private school yeah it's so fortunate i feel like radnor is kind of known as a, of a pri- public which, private school which is just not true anywhere else like i don't think many other places can really say that yeah. which is why this program is like a really great opportunity for people um mm-hmm. who might not be given that same like opportunities and it sort of inhibits them from possibly succeeding to what they want to do and yeah that's something you can't it's unfortunately something you can't directly change all the time where you live is something that's hard to deal with yeah and it's not just a benefit to them either it's also benefit us you know trying to transition to like why exactly diversity is so important i feel like if we don't actually you know meet people from these different walks of life 
mm-hmm. it's we'd be really just left up to making assumptions about groups of people if you don't mm-hmm. actually have that exposure um you really can't miss you you can't really go based off of anything you've actually experienced mm-hmm. um there's this one thing i remember seeing or reading it said exposure builds expectations mm-hmm. and so without that exposure you can't really expect anything that would actually be based on of your own personal experiences i mean in radner if we you know never had any if i just had all these classes with only the same people every year look i feel like a lot of my classes every year are with the same people i would only be able to assume you know what like half of the other student body is like mm-hmm. but because i'm able to like take classes like electives that are open to literally everybody you know i get to actually really see what different people are like and what they have to go through because i feel like otherwise i would be just be have to assume what they do or yeah. what they go through which really is not something you could really like trust Mm-hmm. I think also something that's really interesting in that I'm grateful I live in around here for um, is the idea of book bans because a lot of book bans that come into controversy have to do with like diversity um, and also just a lot of the book bans I remember researching um, they have to do with race they have to do with sexuality they have to do with religion a lot of important things that can make up someone's identity that can be banned for like different reasons i remember there was this one book and it was like i'm blanking on the name it was a lot i think it was like the book gender queer and they were like it was definitely more of like not in pennsylvania as much or in the area we live in as much but definitely other places down south were like we can't have this in our school curriculum we don't want our children reading this it's explicit it will make our children want to be like um it will make our children want to be like change their sexuality or change their gender and it's just like that's i mean it's kind of like i feel like it's kind of weird to think because i think it kind of allows people like that might be like you know queer or whatever it allows them to understand Mm -hmm. that this is normal like if you read a book you understand it's like almost your brainwashing like trying to to like yeah. get it's what's like the 1984 book yeah 1984 it's like if you get rid that of book big, is actually on the book ban list oh big shocker because mm-hmm. it's really important but like i mean if you're just taking away this exposure mm-hmm. then you can't like i said you can't build any expectations so you don't even understand that you know people are like you if you're like uh queer or something like you you can't actually you aren't actually exposed to people mm-hmm. with the same background as you and so it almost feels like wrong or like it feels like all you kind of your existence isn't real yeah. or that part of you which is just yeah i feel like it's so crazy mm-hmm. and i feel like that's just such an interesting way to like, expand how diversity goes beyond you know just your service level of race or anything but mm-hmm. also like sexual orientation and politics like anything about your identity it makes you different it makes you unique about um, who you are and brings diversity to the table wherever you go um i feel like we always like kind of focus so much in race but it also it always goes way beyond that mm-hmm. um, such as sexual sexual yeah. orientation and so i feel like that's why you know especially in book bands like you just have to be aware you have to you know be exposed to these sorts of things um and actually you know like the library now if you walk in there's they a, little, a like, book band like book band band book section yeah it's really interesting and there's this like one um like statistic i remember seeing that they put on there and it was like 90 something percent of all banned like things on like some some topic were from books like not even like propaganda isn't as close to banned as books yeah which i thought was so crazy to like mm-hmm. look at and i think it's just you're kind of stripping away 
these identities for people. Yeah. And I think it's also like, I remember reading about this one book that was like banned and it was basically a book that was talking about the horrors of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And I think it was in Tennessee and they banned the book because it was too explicit for children and something like that, that goes to show a part of our history, which is as a globe, very, very important in knowing what is what happened and understanding that we need to understand some of these explicit things before we learn about them because we need to know that when we say never again you need to understand what happened to know that it will never happen again or things like this might happen Mm -hmm. which we would never ever want Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's also just makes it so like so unreasonable to ban things that are not even like and not even violent at all like i know just like going back to like the sexuality thing like what is so like explicit about that i mean of course i feel like when people talk about that stuff it's always like sort of like the birds and the bees like you can't talk Mm -hmm. about that stuff Mm -hmm. but i think that's something that people like mix up when it comes to sexuality is that it's not Mm -hmm. about birds and bees it's just about loving who you love Mm -hmm. and i feel like denying people love just seems so weird to me like what is like wrong with that and i feel like because kids are so impressionable it just doesn't really make sense to just you know say this is wrong and it's really just you know just how people are trying to live their own lives mm-hmm. um and even just the holocaust like there's such a big part of history just doesn't really make sense just yeah. to like take it away and then also like i know in florida with all of their bands especially about the ap psychology, oh, psychology and not yeah. learning about like the like psychology of like sexuality and so of like like sexual oh, orient- orientation like things like that and that's just banned in florida like I mean, Florida's crazy. It's Florida. <laughs> um, but things like that where, you're like, a kid would never know this or, like, things that are being taken out of, like, the history books maybe. Um, and then also, like, trying to, like, things that are taken out of the – to sort of, like, maintain this one narrative story. Um, I think we've definitely seen an uprising and, like, challenges to that one narrative story. But at the same time, there's been a lot of pushback from, like, another part of – that because we want to preserve that like american identity but we accept that america is not perfect and we know that so i think Mm -hmm. it's important to address that also yeah i have such a bone to pick with that ap psychology thing because i saw that and i was like it's Mm -hmm. so dumb it's crazy because we literally okay i took psychology sophomore year and we spent like 10 minutes on it because it's such a minor part of it because i remember i was like i literally remember learning it in class because like yes i don't have to listen like 10 minutes like i know this stuff already it's fine Mm -hmm. and then like we like learn other stuff like 10 minutes later like it makes like such it feels so bizarre to me to have people that first of all they've never taken the course and really know anything about it. they just hear oh they talk about like transgender people in it and they just banned it like they don't talk about like literally the other like hours and hours of stuff that's in the in the material mm-hmm. that you don't that you're stripping that away from like imagine just like because that you spent like one class period learning about like sexuality you can no longer learn about, you know, neurons. You can no longer learn about the way people think and, like, social interactions and that stuff. It just feels so bizarre to me. So I just, I don't know, I have a bone to pick with that. But I feel like that's just in general, going back once again, why it's so important mm-hmm. just to have diversity and be able to explore and learn new things. Yeah. Um, because if you, the moment you take away from that, you know, people are just going to assume. Exactly. And you really cannot trust that. Yeah. And I think the only way forward to making progress and, like, beneficial progress is to understand each other and we have to understand the background of someone in order to understand how they came to that conclusion we can't just jump we always say we can't just jump to conclusions and that's the exact idea and i think we've definitely like 
our generation mm-hmm. done a better thing done better with that although yeah. i think sometimes like we there's always say we're be... always like a little too sensitive and i think yes that is true in some regards but i think it's also like there are some it's... things i agree we can definitely don't have to be as yeah. sensitive on Cancel but bullshit. i think no. like yeah something like that cancel culture which we've touched on before is a little crazy i think but at the same time having a little more sensitivity and open-mindedness is mm-hmm. never a bad thing especially just open-mindedness i saw this study i remember or like on like a tiktok or something about like explain why gen z is like more like open-minded than other generations just because we have more exposure to people online mm-hmm. and it, it makes so a lot of sense it's, it it's makes a lot of really sense true. and i feel like it's just once is yes. if you actually have the exposure i feel like i keep going back to exposure but i feel like that's at the core diversity exposure um you know once you have the exposure we are just a lot more aware of other people's and their feelings and what it means for them to for how our actions affect them yeah um you know if it wasn't for social media 100%. i would not be thinking at all about like you know people that get across the ocean or like people that you know could literally be like, a couple miles away just have completely different lives as i do 100%. Like, without that, we would not have, you know, the yeah. expectations or, like, we would not be aware of what other people yeah. are like. There's definitely diversity in social media that I see. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can cultivate it so it's not diverse to, like, only yeah. your liking. You can definitely, there's algorithms that will yeah. <laughs> pick up what you want. But at the same time, I think when I'm scrolling through, like, videos, I see a very diverse, like, view of people. I see people from France. I see people from, like um like nigeria i see people from like the u.s i see like people all sexualities on like like tiktok and then i see like people of all different political ideologies also on tiktok and i can see people of all different races on tiktok like sort of having that exposure and connectedness like people didn't have that back then so you only knew what you grew up with that's so important i think that's why that's really great fact to add yeah all right um i think with that just that is all we have um i think understanding each other will really very important thing that we want to drive home and i hope you found this episode informative um i know i did Mm -hmm. i think william did as well um so with that thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed make sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify anchor or any other listening platform you may use and make sure to follow us on instagram at deep dives podcast and we'll see you all next time bye, bye.